0: Setting the tone in ER retrospective, the show we do a chronological breakdown of every episode of our favorite TV medical drama. My name is Elizabeth, and with me today, as always, are Lauren, salutations, and Daniel. Hey. Today we're discussing season eight, episode six, which tells supplies and demands. The episode aired on November first, two thousand one. Lauren was gone that week, twenty-two years ago. Do I have to? I mean. Yeah. Okay. I did apologize for it already.
1: I know. President Bush signs the extremely controversial Patriot Act into law. Another response to the 9-11 attacks, the legislation allowed for the indefinite detention of immigrants, gave some law enforcement agencies the ability to search a person's home or business without the owner's knowledge, and expanded the FBI's ability to search an individual's phone, email, and financial records without a warrant, among other things. Several of the act's provisions would eventually be struck down by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional. The remaining provisions were renewed by Congress in the 2019 Freedom Act, modified and incorporated in most of the law, leaving the law to expire in 2020.
0: It's almost like spying on your own citizens is unconstitutional.
1: It's almost like you think.
0: Hmm.
1: And then, K-Pax, the sci-fi drama starring...
0: <laughs> That's, I, I apologize. I... I had to say it.
1: All right. Let me do it again. Uh, K-Pax, the sci-fi drama starring known pedophile Kevin Spacey, as well as Jeff Bridges and ER alum Mary McCormack, debuts and takes the number one spot at the box office. Reminder, listeners, I don't write them. I just read them.
0: And it's one of of my favorite movies from that era that I can never watch again.
1: And I'm Real, Murder Remix by Jennifer Lopez, featuring Ja Rule, regains the number one spot on the music charts for its fifth and final week. Daniel, dear God, what else was on? (laughs)
2: At 8 p.m., Friends with the episode "The One with the Halloween Party." At 8:30, Friends with a rerun. Uh, it's not looking great for Inside Schwartz. Uh, at 9 o'clock, Will and Grace with the episode "Rules of Engagement," and at 9:30, Just Shoot Me with the episode "Maya Judging Amy." This week's episode had 24.6 million viewers tuning in. Directed by Jonathan Kaplan, doing his 21st out of 40. Uh, previous one of his from this season was "The Longer You Stay." And written by Meredith Steam, doing her fourth out of six episodes. Uh, previous ones of hers from last season included Thy Will Be Done, Sailing Away, and Where the Heart Is. And we got an alternate title for this one. Wow. And uh, I don't actually completely hate it. i am It's not terrible. Might even be better than the one we actually got. Uh, alternate title for this episode was Shadows and Fog. So,
0: yeah
2: decent at least it's not it's not the usual dreck that we get when we get an alternate title for an episode Very true. usually it's like a real groaner and then the one they went with is way better uh and of course uh no cleo no weaver and of course no ming na wen this week
0: well our previous sound is brought to us by armado and we're going to kick off this episode with an audio clip because uh, benton and reese playing basketball in front of jackie's in jackie's front yard it's just too fucking oh, adorable. so
3: good. Oh, one more shot, one more shot. Come on, dribble, dribble. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Slam dunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: We're going to see Joni on campus. Oh, yeah, that's good.
3: <laughs> Glad to see you getting up.
4: What time are you getting in?
3: Roger's gonna pick him up at 4 30. Roger? Yeah. Why? His cousin's having some kind of birthday party or something.
4: His cousin on Carla's side?
3: No, on Roger's.
4: So it's not his real cousin.
3: Well, anyway, he wanted him there, so.
4: So he's setting his schedule now.
3: Jackie, we've already had this argument. It's important to the guy, all right?
4: I'm sure he misses Reese.
3: The more importantly, Reese misses him.
4: But you're just confusing
5: him. Roger isn't part of his family anymore. <laughs>
3: Jackie, I'm just giving him time. That's something you should understand. I didn't meet. Jackie.
4: Say bye bye to daddy. Yeah, it's right. I'll have him ready at 4.30. Who
2: who remembered that Jackie was the heel in this whole storyline here? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm.
0: Huh. Remember like three episodes ago, people, when she was ignoring Benton's phone call and got Roger involved in this whole mix to begin with? Ugh. Because Ugh. she was drowning in her own grief.
2: Like, Still. I... I I remembered that this storyline was painful and like frustrating, and but I didn't remember the way that it was gonna frustrate me, and that it was so easily like avoidable, you know, uh, so easily avoidable, but so easily like placed at the feet of Jackie. Like if mm-hmm. Jackie would just shut the fuck up and go sit down, this would work itself out. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. I mean, with any custody dispute like this, you have to have an obvious heel, oh, and yeah. Roger hasn't really done anything wrong.
2: Right. So yeah.
1: Something has to be the instigator.
2: Yeah. But oh, yeah, when boy. she goes,
1: oh, not even his real family. Like, right? what the fuck?
2: Like, holy crap! Like, just ugh, uh, Jackie.
1: Especially as someone who so firmly believes in found family. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. Like, Chosen yeah. family
0: is best family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's, so. Ah, not not a great look from Jackie. On you know what is. I mean, what is the way out the door for this character? Like, we're not going to be seeing Jackie anymore in a few episodes, and this is not a great look to leave her on. Like, this is just a really, really bad sour taste in your mouth with this character. But can we talk about how adorable <sighs> Reese is? Yeah. Shout out Always. to our our buddy Aaron. I need full-time hoops to do a breakdown of the uh the the basketball action in the opening seconds of this episode. Yes. I need a I need a detailed breakdown of Reese's prospects for the NBA.
1: If anybody can do it, Aaron can. Uh, Then we go into Lizzie and Mark headed into work with Rachel in the back of the car. Lizzie is trying to manage a patient over the phone. Rachel is trying to program new numbers into her shiny new cell phone. And to which Mark responds, read the instruction when she asks him how to do it. Because of course he's driving. He's not going to fucking do it. Rachel is late for school. Uh, Mark gives her instructions on how to look after Ella after school. Because they're both going to be wrapping up at work. I need to note uh, her iconic cheek glitter. We are definitely in the aughts, people, if it wasn't clear enough. Because, of course, everyone's wearing it. And she is infuriatingly playing with her phone to pick ringtones. And if that didn't open up a core memory, I don't know what did. I believe it was a Nokia that she was playing with, and then she asks Mark to drop her off a few blocks away because, of course, we have to go with the cliché teenager doesn't want to be... The cliché teenager doesn't want to be seen getting dropped off at school by her dad. View. Yeah. Did anybody actually ever do this in school? I know we are, like, the worst case study for this, as we've talked about for everything for Rachel so far, but were any of you ever embarrassed to be dropped off at school?
0: I took the bus, and then I drove...
2: Yeah, I got, I got dropped off so early in the morning That's by my true. mom that I was quite often, like, if it were today, my mom would probably get CPS called on her because, like, my mom used to drop me off at school sometimes before the janitor. Like, mm-hmm. the sun wasn't up all the way yet when she would drop me off at school. I would sit outside the doors until, it like, usually doing the homework I didn't bother to do the night before. And wait for the uh, janitor to come unlock the door so I could go inside.
1: That was me after school sometimes waiting to get picked up, especially once we moved like a town away and I was doing school of choice instead. Or just if my mom was busy working. I never took the bus. I don't know why. I never took the bus. I don't know why. Yeah, no, same. um,
2: Same. I never. My dad always either picked me up or I would go to my. Uh, aunt's house, or you know, like there was, I was never a, a bus rider, and if I was, I, I was always like terrified I was gonna get off on the wrong stop.
1: Yep, 100%. But I just, I, so I never understand this in movies or TV when they're like, don't drop me off by the school. It's like, you're a student, that's your parent. What right. else do you expect? And I,
2: and I never, like, even, uh, even though I wasn't that worried about it myself, I never saw anybody else. Judging or getting no. judged for what car they got out of at school, like it just seems Nobody like an entirely cared. right. It seems like an entirely fictional creation. We just obviously weren't in the right clicks. Apparently not.
1: I mean, if that's not true, I don't know what is. I'm fair, Lizzie. What's next?
0: Uh, Carter doing yoga with Susan and being the most absolutely infuriating Uriating rude yoga classmate but let's listen to their absolutely rude and uncalled for conversation not even breaking a sweat mm-hmm.
4: aerobic activity is a secondary benefit primary effects are strength and balance
2: good warriors now down to cat and cow
6: this is doing nothing for my back
4: did you try some Tylenol
6: no take some i avoid pain medication
4: if you're gonna be macho about pain then you can't whine about it Downward facing dog. How's your grandma?
6: Our doctor knew MRI, MRA, stress echo, carotids, everything's fine. You did all that in one day. <laughs> it's rich lady service. She's been very smug about the whole thing.
4: Straighten your legs and exhale.
6: Yeah. Okay. I got singled out.
4: If it's too hard, don't push it.
6: Nah, that's not the problem.
4: What's the deal with you and the nurse?
6: Nurse? Abby. What do you mean?
4: Just seems like there's something there. Mm
6: -hmm. We're friends. You're shaking. I know. I'm going back to Cal. (sighs) It's actually kind of undefined with Abby. She's broke up with Luca. I get it. What?
4: You don't want to be the rebound guy.
6: Not exactly.
0: Good, downward facing dog now with your left leg extended in the air.
4: Oh, this is sadistic. Pretend like you're playing Twister. Uh oh. Are you breathing? (laughs) Missing the colors? Oh boy. Carter.
1: (laughs) Okay, as someone who goes to yoga class occasionally,
0: so fucking rude. Yeah, this in any sane yoga class, they would have gotten booted for repeated. Because the whole thing is supposed to be, it's quiet, it's calming. It's yeah. Yourself. Well,
1: I don't know about calming in some of the classes but I've it's been quiet. in. But it's quiet. Yes, you're supposed to be focused inward. Yeah,
0: focused only on the noise of like any ambient music focused on your breathing and then listening to the instructor. Yeah,
1: it's like any other class. If you talk, you're going to get kicked out. You need to be paying attention.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's obviously not great behavior by uh, Carter here. All the, topped later in the episode, even oh uh, by God. even worse behavior. Uh, but I I still am reinforcing the idea that like it makes for a nice little friendship scene and a yes. nice little like
1: yeah. oh, hundred percent. I was just sitting there being baffled by their terrible behavior that was more where i was stuck yeah. at because of course i was
0: and of course susan would like yoga that seems totally
2: up her alley and
1: that's fine like yeah and especially especially
2: that. around this time too yeah. this i feel like was the the beginnings of the yoga renaissance of yuppies like when yoga the, dance oh, became the, a thing yeah the, the yuppie the yuppie yoga renaissance really kicks off in the early aughts
1: the start of lululemon Um, Oh, good Lord. But no, like, I love how Carter starts this with the macho, like, I'm not even breaking a sweat. And then by the end, he's shaking and it, like, falls over.
2: I mean, that's basically the experience. Yeah. Every every yoga experience I've ever had. Like, oh, this is nothing. Whatever. And then by the end, I'm, I'm, yeah, in traction.
1: Yeah. Also, Uh. uh. I know this is probably because he's a back injury, but God, he has terrible form. I don't know if they had to instruct him <laughs> to fold like that because everybody else looks normal, and then he's just like, "eh." Yeah, but I was just staring, They're, and I th- was like, even I know that's wrong.
2: Yeah, at the beginning, there was definitely a little bit of my personal trainer bones coming out, where I was like, "Who, man, no, Wiley, your back is round as fuck, my dude. Right? Like, you need to, you need to flatten that back out, sir. No, uh, no do more. No, no do, do more. less. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor that's, Jake. Poor that's Jake. my favorite." Uh well, we go out of that into the intro with Bangs uh still featuring uh Win in the intro. Uh, I mean she hasn't left the show, but a- again, Spoilers. I would love to I would love to know from someone who was watching at the time whether or not you were convinced or aware or you know whatever. Did did you think Chen was gone for good the second time? Uh when she goes on this little hiatus here. I'm because, sure
0: the message boards were all a with rumors. And
2: yeah. Cause like we're, we're not theories. obviously, we're not obviously into the social media age quite yet, but we are at least into the like, internet is somewhat, you know, more widespread. So like, I have to believe there was at least a rumor mill that like, we're into
0: the proto, proto Reddit days. The, yeah. Pre Reddit days. But cause Reddit really, Reddit's just forums
2: for pretty for, much for, yeah, pretty for, much. For,
0: they're simpler forums,
2: but they're uh, not simpler. We, we come I mean. we come I out of the we way come, simpler. We come out of the intro. Carter and Susan are both coming in, uh, both drenched in sweat or having just a recently showered, uh, coming in from post yoga. Uh, I have to say, for two thousand and one, Daniel, uh, wet hair. Susan awakened something like there was <laughs> <laughs> like as stoop as stupid as that haircut was. Uh, a couple episodes ago when she started it, it looks mighty fine immediately post-shower Like
1: We're learning You know whose hair this looks like? It looks like Ray Ripley's hair So yeah, yeah no, this tracks right. this Picking, tracks picking up
2: lips. what uh, she is putting down here Let's just put it that way uh, I lo- I,
1: lo- I love when we have to kind of send J- Daniel to passive horny jail Like, it doesn't happen often
2: <laughs> I mean, respectfully Like, respectfully yeah, no But, you know, okay then Like
1: We we hear all the time about what Lizzie's thirsty for So, and when Like when, uh, DeBanco. when debanko yeah. comes on you know you guys are gonna give me loads of shit so oh that's, that's
2: this is never gonna stop this thing. is this is like uh one of the only times susan 2.0 crosses into that territory like susan Still. susan 1.0 is obviously like queen yes. like that yeah like can't can't be matched but we're gonna have a real fucking problem on our hands when we in a couple of years when we get to fucking salmon abbey. Like we're I'm gonna, have, gonna have, a, have we're gonna have a real fucking problem on our hands. Let me tell you,
1: I'm gonna have to have like a bell just to snap you <laughs> out of it to get back to what we're talking about.
2: Uh, but uh, we have an apartment fire uh, coming in. Four majors, five minors. Uh, they're notifying the burn unit. Uh. Central Supply is called. Uh, Abby needs some more emesis basins, and turns out it is uh, Julie Delpy herself, Nicole. Uh, Turns out Luca got her a job in the ER, and uh, she doesn't know what emesis basins are, and Abby cannot contain her contempt.
0: Yeah, okay. So, clearly they're not training this woman. Like, even someone who has had, like, a modicum of training would know more than Nicole knows in this episode. Yeah, like,
1: she would still be shadowing, theoretically. Yeah. Right.
0: She should not be running around on her own.
2: You would know. think. You would hope, at least.
0: Mm. Who knows? Anyway. Uh, Mrs. Wilson is the one with the post-op infection this week. They're changing all of her IVs and getting her on... Trying to get her on dialysis. Uh, the daughter is wary about putting her on a machine. It's a little, little close to home this week. Um... And she, but she is a DNR and Lizzie pushes for the dialysis anyway. And who's our post-op nurse?
2: Okay, right, So yeah, so I'm making up for lost time here because uh, I, I looked at this person in this episode and I was like, this is the first time I've ever really like paid attention to this uh, post-op nurse, but apparently she has appeared before a couple of times. Uh, this is her third appearance overall out of 16 that'll last us through 2008. So almost to the end of the show, uh, JC, the post-op nurse. Um, she has a couple of little back and forth with Lizzie this episode uh, but she is played by actress Nadia Shazana and she appeared in stuff like Major Crimes, uh, The Shield and Seven Pounds
1: oh and then from the fire we get a mom has rolled in with two broken legs because she jumped out of a window with her daughter she was too nervous to wait for firefighters with the fire encroaching on them so she jumped out and took the brunt of the impact yes Lizzie
0: Sorry, I just thought of the fucking scene in Batman Begins where, yep. where it like the fall won't kill me from this side. I'm counting on it, and this <laughs> just breaks both of his legs. Uh.
1: Oh, and then Luca asks Nicole if if she wants to grab lunch as he's helping Ab- as he's helping Abby walk a cute firefighter over to curtains because the guy rolled his ankle, and. Um, Abby goes, oh, we're out of fiberglass. We might have to call Central Supply. Like, just sassy at Nicole because Nicole doesn't know anything. And just, she's making fun of her because Luca just asked her to lunch. And then we see Eden, who's the little girl whose mom jumped out of a window with her. And the good time to note, whose films are those?
0: In both trauma rooms. In
1: both trauma rooms. Good catch, Lizzie. Bonus star for you. Uh, mom is in the other trauma room so she can see her through the doors. Mark is examining Eden, Carter's working on mom, Lizzie comes down to consult, and Carmen from last episode is following her around to check her hygiene procedures everywhere. I think this is where she says, like, did you clean your stethoscope? You mm-hmm. haven't cleaned it since you were upstairs. This is a new patient. You should clean your stethoscope. Lizzie is already done with this woman. And we are getting the mom an ultrasound just to make sure everything's good there. And then they walk out of the trauma room and Carmen watches Mark and Lizzie as they're chatting. And Lizzie's like, can you give us some space? I'm talking to my husband. To which Carmen responds, nope, I'm supposed to follow you at all times. And Lizzie, you caught a good Yeah, just a,
0: I don't know, it just looked weird to me. It's probably nothing, but uh, Lizzie's stethoscope is like pinching her neck. It's not going around the back of it. Mm. Which seems uncomfortable. Yeah. I think, I think.
1: 100%. It was a good visual catch, though. Not something I would have noticed. Ha <laughs> I win. Okay. Uh, I see you, pages Lizzie again. And she goes, oh, I shouldn't kill everyone either, should I? And she goes back upstairs. Like, she's already done with today. She's over it. Um, but Abby is talking to a young gentleman who is holding his groin oh. covered in blood This can only be fine. He says, like, she'll be grossed out. He doesn't want to show her. Like, can I get a doctor? Oh, my God. She's like, I can't get you a doctor until we see what's wrong. And she's arguing with him to take the pressure and the towel off so she can see why there is so much blood and what is wrong. (laughs) got I got no horse in this race.
2: (laughs) Her, uh. Our patient here, Rick, who we will find out later uh, what he's in for. Uh, He is played by actor Drew Ebersole, uh, who really has a wholly unremarkable filmography. Uh, Not really much of anything interesting to note. The only thing about him that is interesting and that I felt compelled to include him here is that to date, mind you, he's not dead. Maybe he's retired from acting. Who knows? But to date, this is his last credited role, which I find hilarious. That my man's last credited role was as the failed circumcision guy. Like, gold star for you, Uh, Drew. Hopefully he
0: won an Emmy. Uh, Our next patient here is a young woman that comes in with a headache. Uh, Her name is Lara. Susan tells her it's likely the flu. She's kind of got a bunch of... Nondescript flu-like symptoms. So, who knows? Uh, Doctor Mao, our med student, right? Yep. Yeah. The yeah the Asian med student, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, already he took her history before, and he's running her history by Carter, who's squatting on the floor. Been there. Uh, Susan's rubbing. Susan starts to rub uh, his back and tells Doctor Mao to sign up for patients on the board and discharge Lara because she has the flu. There's nothing mm-hmm. I can really do about that. Or
2: does she? No. Spoilers. <laughs> Sports Center spoilers. Uh, Lara here is played by actress Shelley Cole who appears in stuff like Cold Case, The Village Barbershop, Shop and a recurring role on the TV series that People in My Life will not stop talking to me about, uh, Gilmore Girls.
0: Yep, that... I, do, I do recognize her from that. I've seen a few. I've watched, seen yeah. yeah, I've seen like
2: most of the first yeah. season.
1: No, you, yeah, Oh, yeah. She is in the, She's in the early. Yeah, she's Paris' friend, isn't she? Yep. Good. I'm so proud.
2: I'm so in proud. any event, uh, Abby and Luca are in the lounge. He starts to talk to her about Nicole, and Abby uh, puts a stop to it. Tells him not to. And then is like, "Is she like your girlfriend now? Uh, I, I do like. I mean, I you know, I've gone on record as saying I'm I'm annoyed at how they decided to break these two up, but I do sort of like their ability to kind of snip back and forth at each other here. Like, there's there's still good stuff there. Uh, at 1351, we get some excellent sign content in the background yeah. uh, with the uh, <laughs> incredible I Love Sex poster in the background.
1: So we got this timestamp from a listener. I want to know, Lizzie and I thought this was, like, on our timestamp, this was while they were still in the lounge. Mm-hmm. So we were for the life of us trying to read what was written on the paper behind Luca's head. We could not read it, and we were like, did, are we not seeing something? Is there something we missed? And then we hit play, and right then it was like, "I love sex," and we were like, "Oh, <laughs> that's it."
2: There's, there's, <laughs> yes, a, I do. Uh, this came up in like the Facebook, one of the Facebook groups or something recently. Um, there's a, a screenshot that somebody grabbed of, um, it must be from either later this season or maybe in the upcoming few seasons because it's it involves Pratt. You can see Pratt in the foreground. Um, but he's talking to a guy in the phone booth in the ER, like the little, the little phone box, which I I never realized went through this like kind of cool, uh, continuity, um, evolution where it becomes more and more covered in graffiti. I Uh, did
1: notice that this episode I was watching and I was like, Oh, that's still back there. Yeah.
2: Like it's still back there and it's just becoming increasingly more and more vandalized over the years. Um, but in the shot, they, um, Right over top of this guy's head, as he's sitting in the phone box, there's this uh, there's graffiti on the wall right above his head, and it's uh, talking about Nambla, which I didn't really know what that was. Uh, Uh, Yeah, don't google uh, don't google that, friends. That's uh, it's yeah, it's pedophilia, Lauren. Yeah, you don't
0: need to google.
2: You don't need to google. You don't need to be on that list. Uh, I was just like why is that there? (laughs) Like, I would, I would love to know whose idea it was to put that up on, on that wall. Like what was the purpose behind that? You'll have
0: to tell me more off mic. But they're just male pedophiles. That's all you need to really need to know. Okay.
2: It's, it's, it it was one of those things that I was like, I feel like I know what this uh, acronym is. And then when I Googled, uh, when I Googled it, I was like, I do not know what this acronym is. I did not have any idea what this was going to be. And it is horrifying. Uh, but yeah, just one of those weird little things that kind of surfaces sometimes. Somebody s- spots something in the background. Uh, but in any event, don't know how we steer out of that one. Uh, Nicole is uh, living with Luca. We find out. Uh, she had been living in a hostel, and now she's moved into the uh, gloomy Croatian motel. So we'll see how that goes. Hey, uh, if
0: it comes with the gloomy, cro- gloomy Croatian, then.
2: And it will, plan. it will by the end of the season. Uh, Carter asks Abby what her problem is uh, from down on the floor. And she says that Luca has a new project. Ugh. Uh, we see Mrs. Wilson uh, still doing poorly up in the ICU. Lizzie uh, instructs to, to have a crash cart standing by and uh, Benton rightfully scolds her for not supporting Mrs. Wilson's wishes. Uh, but she is so hell-bent on trying to save this woman's life because of all the bullshit that's been going on for her recently. And uh, stops her from shocking Mrs. Wilson and tells her to let the daughter in. So, good little moment there from Benton. Uh, And then we see Abby working on the firefighter with the busted ankle, and uh, he shoots his shot, asks for a a soda, or asks her to go buy a soda, says, will your boyfriend get mad if I buy you one? So... Firefighter is clearly picking up what Abby's putting down
0: He's an attractive firefighter Yeah, he's so.
2: good uh, Benton comes down
0: to check on Abby's teen patient And yeah, as we alluded to earlier This gentleman has, cir- has cir- tried to circumcise himself And Benton re- Accurately tells the gentleman That there's really no medical reason For circumcision And it really is a form of genital mutilation like for children it's kind of fucked up when you think about it but anyway uh so benton says he can either finish what the guy started or he can sew it back up whatever the guys want whatever the guys wants um yeah but he says the girlfriend is a clean freak and he didn't like his foreskin rude yeah <laughs> i'm
1: just gonna say this fucking rude. this
0: whole this whole storyline is fucked up
1: and so many levels <laughs>
2: I do, I do. I feel like it is perfect for Benton, though. I do love his, like, completely, like, detached sort of, like, he's like, I don't know. It's 50-50. I could go either way. Like, yeah.
1: He's like, he's like, the head's still there. That's not fucked up. I can just do some cleanup around it one way or the other. Like, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just so glad for our explicit tag. But, yeah, no, I'm I'm just going to say, like, doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. Don't ever guilt your partner into making themselves feel so bad about their bodies that they try and do something like this. Not cool. That's all. Uh, Then we go over to Luca is working on a patient when Nicole comes in to wait for him to go get lunch. And this patient has a blood clotting issue, so his blood is not clotting. He's got some disorder and he's missed his last few treatments but he mentioned, and like Lucas, like, oh, we've got to get an IV in to get you some of this medication and everything. He goes, oh, I've got a porta cath. I've had it for the past two years because I got sick of all the IVs. And Nicole's like, oh, I'll I'll bring you a sandwich while they wait to get you know his stuff. So
2: oh, then did, we go. Over did to, anybody sorry, go did anybody else uh, anticipate this character or this patient being a bigger deal than he ends up being? <laughs> like the way they kind of focus on him, like the he just and he also has like a very like. I don't know, like, a patient kind of look to him. Like, they they clearly went out of their way to, like, make him look kind of grungy and strung out and, like...
1: I... As always, I don't remember follow-up stories. This would have been one where I'm not surprised if we see him later.
2: Nope. Like, this is, I don't think this, we yeah. do. This, but- this is one and only episode. That, that's and I, But I had the same thought. I, when I went to do my notes, I fully expected to see, oh, you know, he'll be back next episode or a couple episodes down the road. But, like, to see that this was his one and only episode, I really – it makes me wonder if there's, like, a deleted scene or something with this patient because, like, it just feels like there's more to that story that they just decided to not do with – do anything with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He definitely has, like, um, a plot patient written all over Yeah. Him. I'm surprised that they don't do more with it. But we go over to Abby Soda, gets stuck in the machine, and Susan comes over while, you know, Abby's trying to get it out. And she starts talking about Luca and Abby. And, you know, oh, it must be really hard to work together, like, working with exes, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's trying to she's trying to be the gal pal and get some more information for Carter. Because, like, she's scoping out what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's wise beyond her years. She knows how to do all this. And we see Rick's girlfriend has arrived. And this storyline can only be fine from here, I'm sure. And we see our favorite pathologist down in the morgue. Yay! Doing an autopsy on Mrs. Wilson. Sad. And Lizzie asks if she's found the cause of the infection as this woman is putting her guts on the scale.
2: Great prop work. It is
1: excellent prop work. Like, those are fresh. Fresh guts. Uh, those are, but yeah like just mm, I I just love this woman so much <laughs> and she goes on to say I don't agree wh- about what people are saying about you um motherhood's interfering with your work That's sexist crap
2: so i have I have to tell this story now because Please. because uh so uh, I did go and look. Uh, we only have one more appearance with uh, Dr. Upton. Um but it is uh, it is a couple of years from now. It's 2003. Oh. So we probably won't be seeing her. We probably won't be seeing her again until like season 9 or 10. Um and then she'll be gone forever. Um but so <laughs> this and, and this is so fresh in my mind cuz it just happened like before the holidays. Um in my like mad scramble of course to try to find people to interview like i just i i lee i was leaving like no stone unturned like i was looking for people left and right and like whatever and this actress here the one who plays dr upton megan cole um i managed to find her like professional website like her like you know, I'm an actress type website kind of thing. Yeah. Um. And there was an email address listed. So I just sent her an email and I was – and I, and again, I like before I sent it, I went back and looked at her IMDb and I was like, she's in like seven episodes and like she does like practically nothing in her time on the show. So I was just like – you know, I, mostly it was it was like a a I wasn't really asking her for anything. It was really just like a like a gesture of goodwill thing of like I just I, I sent her this email where I was just like, hey, you know, like we do this podcast about about ER and like I know you were on there kind of as a, a tertiary character and I was like, I really just wanted to like stress that like you're one of the coolest like background characters on the show and like you have this like incredible presence and you have this really cool voice and like we just. We just really appre- like your work didn't go unnoticed, basically, despite the fact that like you're not in very many episodes and they never gave you that much to do. We still think you're really cool, and like we just really appreciate your contributions. I was like and I was like, I totally uh think that like there's not really enough there to warrant talking about for any length of time like you probably don't have that many like firm memories of being on the show or whatever. I was like, but if for some reason you did want to talk to us, I was like, we'd be happy to basically that kind of thing and thought nothing of it. And then like around Thanksgiving, maybe a little after I get this email from her out of the blue that was basically just like, oh, like, thanks, I guess. And like, thanks for the kind words. She was like, as far as like an interview goes, she was like, thanks, but no thanks. She was just like, I don't need that in my life. (laughs) And. I just thought it was such a cool response, like where she was just like, "Nah, I'm good." She's like, "But, but thanks for being nice to me." Like it was just yeah. So I don't know. It was like what? That's it, fair. Yeah. So since since we're gonna have a couple of years before uh, we see her on screen again, and I may have forgotten about it by then, uh, th- that that's my interaction I, with Doctor Upton.
1: I love when you get cool, just cool answers like that. Like it's like also, ah. The fact that Eric Palladino is now just shit posting on our shitpost <laughs> Like that killed me. The the beautiful uh, uh season eight collage that you posted. <laughs> just guys, keep an eye on our co- on our Instagram mm. comics, because Eric Paladino is just gunning for us at this point. It is it is fair play after what we did to him. So then we see Rick's girlfriend comes in yelling at him about doing something so extreme and like Menton's like, okay, well, what do you want to do? And he goes, well, I might as well finish what I started. But then the girlfriend asks to talk to Abby out in the hall and oh my God, everybody, we've said this once, we're going to say it again. Talking fixes all your problems. Communicate as adults because she wanted to break up with him and was using his foreskin as an excuse.
0: It is okay to say, you know, I'm just not feeling it anymore.
1: Instead of, you know, shaming your partner's genitals so they'll break up with you. N-
2: yeah. Nobody isolate Lauren saying using foreskin as an excuse. No one. And when I and when, I and when I and when I say no one, I'm mostly talking to myself.
1: Daniel, I'm gonna say I give you permission. <laughs> Whatever. Make the shit post. <laughs> I don't care.
0: We need we need a soundboard for the show is what we really need.
2: dude. like <laughs> Mr. Black. When I go through sometimes and like sometimes if I'm really short on time, maybe you've noticed this as a listener, you can always tell the episodes I spend more time editing than the ones I don't. Um, but like when I'm pressed for time editing, sometimes I will just like scrub around because we've been doing enough of these now that I know what a Lizzie cough sound looks like on a waveform, <laughs> And I, and I know what a Lauren yawn looks like on a waveform. Like I kind of know where to make the cuts knows where my sniffles
0: look like. And so
2: like, I, I sometimes sense. will like just kind of jump around on the bar and like, just, just, you know go through and a lot of times it's during those stretches where lauren's making an extended point and it'll be just like mr black over and over where it'll just be like lauren (laughs) lauren will be making this point where she's like and then yeah and then a click ahead and it'll be like fucking like it's just like and if i just like if i just like stitch them together it would sound like the most deranged nonsense in the world and it just makes me laugh sitting here by myself audience of no one and it's just <laughs> Lauren's disconnected, deranged thoughts. It's just
0: as if Lauren already doesn't show share her deranged thoughts with us on. A but when situations. they're out
2: of context and out of or, <laughs> like cherry picked, out of order, one thing at a time, like it's oh. <sighs> one of these days I'll have to cut one of them together just just so you can hear coming
0: soon to patreon.com. dot com. Just do a, just do like a
1: five minute sampler for patrons <laughs> to make, guys. Here's what editing madness La- sounds
2: Lauren like. in a single episode.
1: Oh, that would be, I would, I would pay for that. I would become a patron for a month just to hear that myself. Oh, but yeah, no. Using foreskin as an excuse. Not cool. Just tell him you're not fucking feeling it. Get, break up like a human. No need to shame a partner's body.
0: Amen. Uh, another college student is brought in unresponsive. He was fine at the party last night, though. Uh, he has a very sniff, st- he has a very stiff neck Um. They, everyone th- And they believe he has meningitis, so they pass out masks and get PPE on everyone. And Susan asked Abby to get Carter. Uh, his student was doing acupuncture on him when he needs to jump up, which just... <laughs> yeah. uh, no. I,
1: I do miss acupuncture, though.
0: My PT wants to do a variation of it on me, and I'm just like...
1: Yeah, You'll be fine. He's I doing guess. one needle at a time. It I doesn't hurt. I, I guess.
0: Um... Yeah, so uh, Laura, Laura was also from the U of I, where, these, where this person is from as well, uh, so they need to get a hold of her, and she was at the same party. Uh, Abby can't find the supplies that she needs, of course, and goddammit, Nicole, but who plays the roommate here? Yeah, so the
2: roommate, who never gets a name, uh, and really... I've. <laughs> I really felt compelled to grab it. This is, as you can probably tell, an episode that is really, other than Gilmore Girls, Lady, really, really light on. Oh, hey, it's that guy's. Like, pretty much everybody is relatively unremarkable. Um, but the roommate that we see briefly here, he is played by actor Kelvin Yu, who appeared in stuff like Cloverfield and Milk. And is a producer on one of the most delightful shows I have ever watched, uh, Bob's Burgers. One of the nice. best animated I shows. I just to watch the actual show. The movie, is at, the movie is an absolute joy. I still need to finish it. Yeah, see, it. and I need to watch the movie. I, I, I've watched I, tons of the show, but I, I oh, need to watch the yeah. movie.
1: I woke up with the intro song stuck in my head this morning, and I'm so mad.
0: I am going to just send you a link to the song on your... It's so good. It's the the, yeah, just, the beginning just, song. It's too it's perfect. Um. so good.
1: Um, but
2: yeah, yeah. That yes, I have no other thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> now I'm gonna clip that one out. I have no other thoughts. Oh. <laughs> no thoughts. Empty uh, head. Just derp. Oh boy. Uh, so yeah, Lara has gone up to the cafeteria for some OJ, and Susan is uh, running up after her. And uh, Abby asks Nicole where the catheters are and brings her into the trauma to trauma room to find them. And uh, Carter then snaps at her for not knowing where things go or what the hell she is doing. And Luca sticks up for her, uh, mostly, presumably, because he's trying to get some. Uh, and To be
1: fair, he wouldn't have to try that hard. That's true. Uh,
2: and then we see uh, Susan looking for Lara up in the cafeteria and sees her through the window in the ambulance bay walking out and pops out of a little fire escape door to yell for her to stay. Uh, and it's one of the cooler, like, extended hospital geography scenes that we've gotten in a while. Uh, haven't really gotten to see this particular angle of the hospital before. Yeah. Um, and it's one that I feel like they'll go to more often in the later seasons. Like
1: I feel like we see at one point Romano use that angle. Yeah. He's yelling at somebody. It's either an episode we've already seen or it's one we're going to see. But I think it's we're one we're going, going to see,
0: yeah. It's, it's from the lockdown episode, I believe. Yeah,
1: how did, how, I don't know where they because in, in the
0: hallway things. and he pops out because they're trying to get a surgical patient that accidentally something got like right that, to yeah. them in.
1: Yeah, something like that. When but the yeah. ER, but it's
0: the just first it's just always
2: it's always cool when you see them discovering a an angle or a shot that you can tell that they clearly like and are gonna mm-hmm. add to the like arsenal of go to shots. You know, like they obviously yes. can't be doing that every single episode, but it's one that they clearly like the look of enough that they were like. We'll put that in the back pocket and use that on a future episode.
0: And Pratt and Chen will have a very lovely moment in this hallway oh. later on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Benton's on the phone with Roger. Jackie wasn't at home and left a note for him because he was like what ten minutes late. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Lizzie pops in to scrub in and she asked Benton if she asks Benton if he's ever seen her do something wrong. And Benton just reassures her, if I ever needed surgery or Reese did, I'd
2: come to you. And I use this clip for the episode because I love it when they find an excuse to have these two have nice moments together.
1: They're such good colleagues. And, like, their level of respect and friendship is so good. Yep. And I'm still over here like, they should have stayed
2: together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of it's one of my but like I mean- underrated things about season eight. Honestly, is is the number of times we get reminded how like good a pairing. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a romantic pairing, but just how good of a pairing Corday and Benton are. Like it, it comes up a few times throughout this season, and I'm just I'm I'm very here for it.
1: Yeah. Uh. Oh God. We go back to the college student. Uh. I want to note Martin, our BFF, has a great musical cue running underneath this trauma. I don't know if either of you noticed it, but. It it was just very nice, subdued, mm-hmm. didn't take over the whole scene, but still just added a lot of atmosphere to it. Uh this kid is crashing and his fingers are turning black. Gross. His name is Andy. Gross. And oh my god, his nose is turning black too. Gross, gross, uh, gross. Uh Susan is overdoing an LP on Lara, and Lara wants to call her mom in Omaha. Because of course she's a college student. She might be from out of state. And uh, she notes that she kissed Andy last night. And they need to know if anyone else was kissed last night by either her or Andy. And she's like, I only kiss, like, I don't go around kissing multiple guys. And Susan's like, can he, like, does he kiss multiple people? You you don't know. She goes, I don't know. This was the first time I actually talked to him. And she has started getting the same spots on her feet. I love how this episode is done. Oh, my God. I love when they do high contagion episodes Mm -hmm. like this. You'd think that with COVID, it would still be an incredibly traumatic thing to watch, but it's so good.
0: I'm the one re-listening to the World War Z audiobook for like the third time during COVID.
1: That's your own problem. <laughs> but to be fair, we watched Contagion like three months into COVID, and again more recently, so.
0: Turns out our clock guy can't pay for his treatment, uh, and he's been taking opiates for his aching joints. Uh, and he uses his portacath to shoot up. And Luca stops stops him so he can finish so he can finish closing his hand and he's really he's really shaming
2: super hard this dude
0: also when they when he showed it it looks like there's skin over yeah
2: it's it's a really odd uh, un- unless it's like some kind of like synthetic like silicone like cap that's made to look like skin to like make it blend in better just for like maybe just for like cosmetic reasons. I could see that maybe being a thing, but like yeah, it was a it's a very strange uh presentation.
0: Yeah, like the, like on top of like the stuff they put on top of the vial, like just put over yeah. a layer of that in there. hmm So the needle still can go through but that doesn't really let anything out. Who knows? Uh so yeah, Luca wants to take out the porta Of course. Oh, of course. Uh Nicola but Nicola has shown up with the gentleman's sandwich, so at least he's got that going for him.
2: It's been a while since we've had a good, like, Luca Crusade patient. It's true. I haven't had one of those in a bit. And really, like, as far as, as far as we can tell, like, this is kind of where this just ends. Like, there's yep. not really that much more yeah. to it. Which, again, there's... begs the question, is there a deleted scene with this patient that would maybe do a little... Like, I somebody said it in a, either a listener response or a Facebook comment or something recently that, like, you know, not... A- uh, not every pa- it's more realistic that not every patient gets like full full story treatment which I yeah. I do agree with because it it is like it is true that like even the strangest patients sometimes only compromise uh, only comprise you know one percent or less of a doctor's day you know but like when there's certain times like you you can kind of tell especially after you've watched enough of these episodes you can kind of tell what an A or a B patient looks like and this guy just looks like a patient who there was more to and they just decided to cut for whatever reason
1: yeah I remember seeing that I think it was an episode response to like just one we had released recently somebody was giving listener feedback to our released episode where we had said oh it doesn't really feel like there's a through line and they had just pointed out there doesn't always have to be
2: yeah which yeah again I don't disagree with I think that is an excellent point and one that it's easy to forget when we Mm -hmm. get into these like formulaic type discussions of you, you sort of after doing enough of these you sort of do sort of get a an idea of how the sausage is made and when they deviate from that sometimes it can throw you off um but it is a, a more realistic way of going about it yes um but in any event uh we see uh Susan calling Lara's mom again uh S- Lara is uh, intubated and being bagged at this point uh she's They're running antibiotics uh, in ASAP, but there's really not much else they can do for her at this point. And I want to say at this point, too, this is where uh, we see Stanley bagging her and Carter telling him, like, hey, don't don't go so fast like that's you're going to give her a, a pneumothorax. I, if I remember correctly, you know, there might be a blink and you miss it appearance later in the episode, but I think maybe this is the last appearance of Stanley right here. I think this is the last time we see him. So he would definitely, I think, qualify as a Bob of somebody who like, there is no stated explanation for why we're never going to see him again. He's just going to disappear into the ether. Um but in any event, uh, we then see Susan telling, uh, talking with Carter about how she missed the meningitis diagnosis, and they take some preventative antibiotics. Uh, that cuts us into Abby with her uh, firefighter. She's giving him some crushes, and he asks her out for coffee, and she says that she is not available. And I do sort of like the way that they play with this subtly of, like, you're not quite sure which direction she's leaning when she Mm -hmm. says that she's not available is it that she's still hoping to maybe work something out with luca because she's been like really annoyed by what luca's been up to this whole episode like so there's clearly some level of caring still present there like they don't really they don't really like plant a flag one way or another at Uh, at this uh, moment like is it that she's still upset and thinking maybe that there might be something to salvage with Luca or is it that she's waiting for the other shoe to drop with Carter so it it is a nice little bit of like will they won't they type of dialogue here Mm -hmm. uh, with Abby that uh, I I do like the way they do that
0: Yep, Um, Lizzie's working on her surgery patient doing the splenectomy and Carmen is hovering so close to the field that Lizzie snaps at her which that can't be hygienic can it she's got a mask on. i know but it's not yeah it's not like great. For, for like how much they say like oh don't touch someone
1: don't contaminate the field yeah don't
0: contaminate the field you just contaminate yourself whatever yeah. The how much how big of a deal they make of that it seems like she would be a bit further back maybe like they would have like a video camera set up so she could see the field from and lizzie's hands and what they're doing from the other side of the room but anyway uh, but, oh, God, Dale. We both yelled this when we heard his voice. Yeah, he said, careful, Mommy's watching. And we, were both just like,
1: God, we were both just like, God fucking damn it, Dale. Yeah,
0: Carmen tells her she trust, she touched the circulating nurse, and Lizzie tells Carmen to get the fuck out of there. and that the, She'll call security if she has to. Uh, the woman comes in to tell Lizzie that Romano wants to see her right now, or she's fired.
1: It's fine. But then we... <laughs> we go back down to the admit desk and we learn that benton has some messages from roger and jackie to which frank responds sounds like they're feuding and benton says let him (laughs) he pops over to talk to rick's girlfriend sarah and we learn that rick's penis will work as normal once it's healed so good for rick hooray um but benton also says you need to talk to rick right now like this is bullshit you need to go talk to this man Look what he did to himself for you. You owe him the truth. Yeah. Also, do you want me to say that one more time in slow motion for nope, you where nope. I said penis? It does
2: it does give me flashbacks. Penis. It does give me flashbacks to the I think season 5 episode, the that was the penis episode with with Benton and uh and Reese. Uh, Little baby Reese. The circumcision. The circumcision yep. discussion. Ah, memories. Feels just like yesterday we were talking about baby penises. Right. Good god. <laughs>
0: Anyway uh, Let's go to our next audio clip here Uh, uh, Corday is talking with Romano
5: You do know I was in the OR Sit down Elizabeth No thank you
6: This is Edwin Bain, Cook County Health Department
7: Dr. Corday I couldn't wait Dr. Bain is an investigator
5: So it's an investigation now
7: Unfortunate record you've accrued lately Dr. Corday Yes We're a little baffled by it
5: As am I Did something turn up in my cultures? No. Does Carmen have a problem with my technique?
7: We're looking at other theories.
5: Other theories?
7: Has to be more than a statistical anomaly. What do you think is happening?
5: Well, if I knew that, I'd have fixed it by now.
7: And there's nothing you want to tell us?
5: Uh, what are you insinuating?
7: The next step is a criminal inquiry.
5: Uh, I beg your pardon.
7: All four of these patients were elderly in marginal health. Yes. All die of post sepsis under your care. And on at least one occasion, the family asked you to euthanize, correct?
5: No, no.
7: Adrian Tanzi?
5: Uh, there was discussion about the quality of life. Um, I'm sorry, am I being accused of something here?
7: Doctor, you wouldn't be the first angel of mercy to help end patient suffering.
0: All oh, right, hold on, doctor.
5: I thought you were fact-finding.
7: I am. So if there's something you want to tell us, you should tell us now.
5: Like what? That I'm going around with a syringe full of bacteria infecting these people on purpose?
3: All right, that's it. Let's
5: adjourn.
7: The Chicago police will be contacting you. You might want to think about hiring counsel.
0: Totally fine. What was the name of that doctor, like in Portland, that wanted to—that oh. was really pushing for legalized? Oh my
1: god, Kavorkian.
0: Kavorkian, is that right? it? I don't know if it was in Portland specifically, but I think. Yeah, I think Kavorkian was the dude who yeah, was like Kavorkian was the assisted suicide, right? Yeah. This is not that, obviously, but.
2: No, no, it's not. Uh, but yeah, and I think the Portland thing—I think was the, that was the, uh, the doug connection from like season four or five or whatever when he the, oh, the experimental procedure uh for control the withdrawal control yeah controlled uh uh withdrawal with the rapid baby. detox, rapid or detox or that's what i was trying to think of yeah 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 that was portland was where that that came out of i think but yeah kevorkian yeah uh, this, this and I, as i was uh reading because i think a lot of these episodes at least at the time we're recording this a lot of these episodes are airing on the on pop tv so like i'm seeing people react to them in the facebook groups and stuff and i think this is the storyline that ultimately just kind of fizzles and so like it's like they're putting a an uh, unusual amount of effort into a storyline that they are just gonna kind of let die and it's just really in i mean sometimes
0: you don't think you can have you have a satisfying ending for something i guess
2: yeah and i guess i would rather they do that i would i guess they would i would rather they just cut bait on something that they're not really their heart's not in uh than to give you like a half-assed conclusion to it but um uh, i do like seeing romano here um be like kind of switch gears a little bit and like I don't know that this is a, like, maybe this is a, a thing that would only extend to somebody like Lizzie, or maybe it would extend to anybody who works underneath of him, but, like, once he realizes that the tone of the conversation has shifted from, like, they just want to find out what happened, to, like, now it's, like, they're moving into an accusatory place, he's, like, walls go up, and, like, he immediately protects his person, and, like, it's just, it's a, it's an unexpected uh, turn from Romano there that I actually like. Well,
0: he knows Lizzie. He's well, sure. Known Lizzie for years. That's what I'm saying. At this
2: point, I don't know if it's only something that he would do for Lizzie, or if you know, say Benton were in that chair, or you know Dale or any one of the other surgeons that were you know in that chair. <laughs> you know, would he? Can
0: Dale be in that chair? Let's. Let- <laughs> Can this be happening to Dale?
2: Why is it? Now we're gonna do that thing where we rewrite the storyline in real time. Why isn't Dale the angel of mercy? Why isn't yeah. Dale the one killing all the patients? Why did it have to be uh, Mr. Carrie Weaver? And can he get fired? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, and our our guy in the uh, scene here, the health department guy, Edwin Bain, uh, he is played by actor Peter Van Norden, who appeared in stuff like The Accused, Police Academy Two, and The Naked Gun Two and a Half. So uh, we then go down and see uh, Eden drawing uh, while Nicole keeps her company. Uh, Nicole is waiting for Luca to finish up uh, before she goes home. Asks Abby if it's always like this and compliments her and says that she always wanted to be a nurse. Aww. Great. Uh great. And uh, turns out Wes, our uh, clotting guy has a uh, skip town. He's gone. Uh, social work needed to see him, but uh, Nicole says maybe he didn't want to be found. Didn't want to be found. And, uh, that's kind of it for that storyline
0: yep all right uh for this next audio clip i might suggest turning your uh podcast listening sound sound level maybe down a notch or two there's it's a bit of a loud one Babies crying loud rock music etc etc uh but corday gets home to ella crying and very very loud music coming from rachel's (laughs) room.
5: Rachel! Oh, it's okay. It's okay. I know. Oh, it's all right, darling. He's really cute, but don't you think we should cut off his hair? Rachel, turn off the music okay. and get off the phone.
1: Two seconds. Hang off! I gotta go. My dad's wife is freaking.
5: What's wrong? You're supposed to be babysitting. I am. Ella was screaming. Oh,
1: sorry. Did you feed her?
3: I was supposed to feed her until she woke up.
5: Well, she's up now, isn't she?
3: You want me to feed her now?
5: Yes, I want you to feed her now. Listen, I want you to be responsible. I want you to think about something other than yourself. I said I was sorry. I didn't hear her crying. No, because you didn't care to listen. You were playing that crap and talking about rubbish to your friend you're so worried about Ella, then why don't you just stay home with her? Well, I made the mistake of thinking that you were reliable enough to do it. Well, then forget it.
1: I'm calling Lynn back.
5: Hey, no, you don't. Elizabeth! Warm up that milk. No, Now. she's your kid. You're living in my house.
3: Doesn't mean you can tell me what to do.
5: Oh, yes, I bloody well can.
3: You know what? You need to chill out.
5: This is my house. You can't talk to me that way.
6: Boy, my dad sure can pick them.
5: Rachel. <laughs> You do not want to battle with me, you'll lose. I guarantee it.
1: I love that he says my dad's wife, not even my stepmom, my dad's wife.
2: yeah, cuts right to the bone. yep same with uh, my yeah, dad sure knows Poor how to pick Ella, her. yeah, poor Ella. yeah.
0: She's she's the real victim in all of this, and also all of us because we have to hear Disturbed. But
2: I was just okay. gonna ask: Was that... down with
0: the sickness by Disturbed? Was uh, that song? My
1: my friends and I listened to that so much, like especially when my two best guy friends got their licenses, it was on their cars nonstop.
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's... if you were in like late middle school, early high school, yeah. this was your anthem. If you Holy were a teenage
1: shit, yes. boy, or me, or you, yeah. or me.
2: Hmm. 2001 hell of a drug would not have pegged uh, a little 14 year old rachel as a, a new metal head though i would not have
1: no that tracks
2: that, yeah
0: that's, uh... but yeah to start famously the guitarist is a real piece of shit so
1: with with how troubled and you know separated parent stuff she is and how they portray her yeah, oh yeah, no yeah. this totally tracks i guess that makes sense this is how we know she's going to be into drugs, Daniel. Because
2: <laughs> she's listening yeah. to you'd have to be on drugs to listen to and enjoy that music.
0: <laughs> she could be listening to Slipknot and said, "What's her it problem?" It does
2: it does oh, ma- like, it does remind me of uh, one of my favorite Vines of all time, the guy doing the karaoke of that song. <laughs> and the music cuts out right as he has to do the like <laughs> 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 Now I need to look at Oh later. god. All right, be Vines
1: Yeah, right. Like, I can't even be on TikTok. And just, mm, I miss TikTok, but I miss Vine more. Anyway, uh, Mark is going in to check on Lara. He sees that, I'm sorry, were we done complaining about Rachel?
0: I mean, Rachel's For now.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just in this segment, I mean. Yeah. So Mark goes in to check on Lara, sees Susan is still sitting in there with her, even though her shift has ended. And Susan just says, I want to be here. You know, like, when she wakes up, we find out that, uh, like her mom did call so good they've heard from the mom great
0: and uh we're gonna go rattle off some audio clips here real quick three of them in fact so I'll start with roger and benton arguing about reese
7: you make me drive
3: all the way over here what is your problem
0: you know if you take my calls
3: look i have a hundred things to do during the day and that's more important than your son it's more important than refereeing you and jackie I was 20 minutes late, and she uses that to keep me from seeing him? You know what, we need to rethink this visitation thing. It's getting a little complicated. It's Jackie who's messing things up. Jackie is his aunt. And I'm his father. It was what? I'm one of his fathers. Look, Roger, I, uh, I appreciate you caring for Reese. You know, and I thought this time was important to make a transition. Transition? But right now, you know what? You need to let go. If you look. I'm willing to work out a schedule or something. No, Reese I mean, has one father, and that's me. We both know that's not true, don't we? Carla told me you're not his real father any more than I am. You know you want to back up with that. So don't think you can just dump me like uh, you're more important to him. I am
1: more important to
3: him. All right, listen, you don't call me anymore, you don't come into the house, you stay away from
0: Jackie,
3: and you stay the hell away from my son.
1: Roger deserved better.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: But Benton laying down the law.
1: That that's for, all I have to say is better. Roger deserved better.
0: Yeah, for better or worse, Benton drawing a line in the sand.
2: Yeah. Maybe listen to Jackie a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see that influence from Jackie from earlier in the episode because at the beginning of the episode, Benton is a perfectly calm head about the whole thing. Like he's like, "Yeah, hey, he wanted to he wanted Reese to be there." Like obviously, he wanted yeah. to see his kid. Right. Like he's totally normal and cool about it. And then Jackie just kind of like needles her way in there. Mm.
1: Like he acknowledges that Roger cares about Reese and that like he was a part of his life, so of course it's going to be important for Reese to be at things. Keep it that way. Right?
2: This is working.
0: Until it's not until old Jackie won't let him see Reese the villain speaking of villains uh, Abby and Carter are talking so let's listen to them
4: are you going to do it again?
6: seriously I think it worked feels much better
4: needles in your back?
6: yeah it was a bonus
4: <laughs> I didn't realize you were a masochist
6: whatever works
4: should run home and get my whip
6: yeah you do that <laughs> you almost off?
4: Uh, yeah, 15 minutes ago.
6: What are you still hanging around for?
4: Miss this late-night stroll?
6: It's starting to get a little chilly out here.
4: I got asked out by a fireman today.
6: Really? Mm-hmm. Ankle guy? Yeah. Hard to believe. No.
4: He's good looking?
6: Big? Yeah, funny. Invite me to the nuptials. All right, you got
4: to help me out. I don't know what to do. Probably back. I mean, I'm just not exactly sure what I'm supposed to do. Well, here. I'm
6: not exactly sure how I'm supposed to comment on your love life.
4: I said no, because I was waiting for something to happen with us. You've been waiting. Yeah.
6: But you weren't doing much to move it forward.
4: No, you gave me an ultimatum. You stood right there and gave me an ultimatum, and I did what you asked, and you've done nothing.
6: What did I ask you to do? I broke up with Luca. First of all, you didn't break up with Luca for me. I didn't. No. Second of all, you didn't break up with Luca. (laughs) Really? I'm pretty sure I did. Well, then why do you care so much about what he does, or what he thinks, or who he helps, or what he thinks about you? I dated the
4: guy for a year. There's going to be some history.
6: Maybe too much history.
4: Well, yeah, I had a life before John Carter. If you want someone with no history, you're going to have to find yourself a virgin.
6: No, I'll settle for someone who isn't hung up on somebody else.
4: You don't have to settle for anything, Carter.
2: Can we just highlight for a moment the excellent uh, ambient noise in the background of the water just gently lapping up against the Mm -hmm. edge of things? Uh, just soothing and giving me all the, like, necessary motivation to want to just <laughs> dunk his fucking head underneath the water just immediately, mm-hmm. just just push it down until the bubbles stop. Like, he just... <sighs> <laughs> this is the fucking... I hate this... You're
1: getting exactly what you wanted, Carter. Shut up. Right?
0: And, and yeah, even, and even it, when he's getting what he
2: say... wants, he still can't shut the fuck up and get out of his own way. Learn to
0: say yes, Carter. Yes, I would love to be with you, Abby. Right. Okay, let's go on a date and,
1: yeah. and do
2: the, adult the things. the fact that he
1: says, I'm not going to settle for someone who's hung up on somebody else, and that's exactly what he expects Susan to do.
2: Just, like, hard, right? right? Like, he gets everything that he's been, like, piss baby moaning about for, you know, the last eight weeks. And... When it's presented to him on a silver platter, he decides to take a hard right turn into purity culture and just be like, oh, you're tainted now because you dated another guy that I have to, like, be in the vicinity of. Like, I just. Uh. Right now. And Abby's going to go just home right now. And yeah.
0: Plus, Abby's going to go home and get her whips. So oh have we ever seen Abby and Jerry <laughs> in the same
2: room? <sighs> An episode's coming. Don't you worry.
1: I'm so. As much as you guys like making me uncomfortable, I'm so fucking excited for that episode. I love I'm going scream I'm gonna scream you both down about that episode. I
2: love that episode so much. that, that episodes
1: It's going to be so fun.
0: The quintessential can we record that episode. one on
1: like a weekend morning when I actually have energy because I want to <laughs> give it the spice it deserves. Okay <laughs> We'll
0: look into it. Uh, but anyway, let's go to our final audio clip here. Uh, Corday and Mark are at home on their deck.
2: Talk to her. She's at Andrews.
5: And? He said he'd have her back by 10. End of a great day. That investigator was totally out of line. He all but accused me of homicide. It's crazy. What if people believe him? They won't. You know what's really crazy? I feel guilty. Elizabeth. I do. Four people are dead, I was their doctor, and I can't explain what happened.
7: Well, the answer certainly isn't that you were euthanizing people.
5: Then I come back home and I take it out on a 14-year-old. That's a fair
7: fight. She didn't do what she said she was going to do. That's worth a conversation. I'm going to have that with her.
5: I don't think I can handle this, Mark. I was barely handling working and, and looking after the baby.
6: You can't.
2: I can't.
3: Oh, hey, 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 hey,
7: hey. Hey, hey. We'll work this out, okay? We'll lay down the rules for Rachel. We'll get your lawyer if we have to. God. We got fights ahead of us, we know that. We're together. We got
2: children. We're happy. That's a lot. That's a lot. I'm sorry, something about the way he phrases that makes it sound like they're going to get a lawyer to deal with Rachel. <laughs>
0: uh, I know, but I just. I just love them so much. They're adorable. (laughs) It's
2: like, we'll get, we'll, we'll work it out with Rachel. We'll get a lawyer if we have to. (laughs) Uh,
0: I mean, Jen, Jen is a lawyer. That's true. She
2: just recently made partner. Have you heard? So, yeah.
1: Oh God.
0: Uh, Uh, But this is, this is such a, this is such a sweet moment.
2: Yeah, it's it is. It's a nice, sweet little. Movie. It's another one of those ones that I, I know I say this a lot, but like it's another one of those ones that's like, why isn't this the, the end of the episode? Like, why why did we need to go back and check in on Susan one more time? Like, I feel like
0: the, I do, I do like the end of the episode as it stands. Yeah, but, I guess.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess it is. It's a little more of an uplifting ending. Uh, yeah. Susan is sitting in the the trauma room with uh, with Lara, and uh, she does finally regain consciousness, and you know she lets her know that her mom is flying in. And it, it it does leave us on a nice, nice, softer landing than just, you know, Lizzie having a little bit of a stress cry on the deck. Um, But, yeah, just a, a good but not great episode, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it's another seven and a half to eight episode for me. It's another one that, like, I'm never going to, like, maybe comfort watch. But I also, you know, it's a memorable one to me. I just. Yeah. Maybe just because of I recognized Lara from other things, but yeah,
2: it, it's a good kind of like for me for me from like a, a creative standpoint. It's a good kind of figuring things out episode. Like they're they're mm-hmm. clearly ironing out some wrinkles with this episode, and they're they're figuring some things out. Um, even though the the finished product maybe leaves a little bit to to be desired for me, it's still like a, it still ends up being a solid episode. Um, but um, I think I like what it what it represents going forward. Like it, it, they are clearly kind of figuring out some things, figuring out how to wrap up certain things like Benton and figuring out where they're going with other things.
1: You guys both nailed it. I'm, I'm just going to say this. I'm so ready to be done with Rachel. Uh-huh. I'm so, like, I know the custody battle well, is good, but I'm so ready to be done with I was gonna that. Say, like, the
2: Rachel thing hasn't even hit. It's like, I don't care. It's low point. By the
1: end of season, by the end of season eight, we're done. Like I, I know Lizzie's, Gonna love this season and be happy, sad about everything that's happening with it.
0: Mostly sad. But
1: I'm just—I want the back half of ER. I'm—I'm I'm done. Like I love Susan. I'm glad she's in the back half. But like, <laughs> the words I just want Mark to die. I just. Keep... <laughs>
2: no, I know, but like.
1: I just, but like, you I'm just, sh- you
2: I'm just over I just, I'm ready. I want to. I, I will say, like, it hasn't since they haven't gone. Like he hasn't. Uh, his cancer hasn't recurred yet. Um, maybe I'm not feeling the fatigue that I did on first watch and more importantly a binge first watch yeah. that like on a binge first watch I was like by the time it came time for Mark to go I was like can we kill this motherfucker and get on with it and like I know that's an unpopular opinion but like it, no. they were really like milking it it felt like and I will say that like spacing things out a little bit more doing it week by week one episode at a time it has felt a little bit more separated and a, a, given it a little bit more chance to breathe um, but well, I, I do like, feel like by the end of the season, we are going to be a little bit of like tapping our watch. Like, let's go. Like we got stuff I, to like, do.
1: I just, I know both his departure, Benton's departure. I know all these things are coming yeah. and it's just like, I want, you know, they're well done, but I just, I want to get past Yeah, They them. feel like humps that so need we, to be overcome just so we can get to the stuff that like All the stuff on the back half, the, quote, shitty seasons that nobody ever talks about in retrospectives and things. Like, I want to talk about all that. I'm ready for it to be my ER. Yeah. Like, I I do love the first half, don't get me wrong, but I've been so just... Excited to talk about the back half of the show, and this just feels like the last hump before so, we truly get to that.
0: So we're in my ER right yeah, now. Yeah, hundred percent. to get to yours. Yeah, yeah and I, and I think if anything, probably immediately hit the ground running at the end. Of I, the I think again. if
2: anything, probably seasons one through five were probably my ER, like yeah. seasons one through five are my sweet spot. Whereas like five through eight, six through nine it's is Lizzie. is Lizzie's, and it's, then nine and beyond yeah. is Lauren's. And I, I yeah, I am in no man's I think land. That's it's all fine. valid, you know. But like, yeah, I, I. I will reserve final judgment until we get to the end of the season but I will say like we're, we're now six episodes deep so we're a good mm-hmm. not quite a third of the way through the season and like it's good but it's not great like it's I, think, I, I feel like season 8 and I feel like Jake said this when he did his binge of season 8 was that he was like I don't understand yeah. why everybody says season 8 is so great and like I kind of was like yeah I think a lot of that has to do with like how good the mark stuff is towards the end of the season yeah. kind of propping things up and I think that might ultimately turn out to be true I think it might ultimately turn out to be that like we've we've taken the strength of those three episodes which are undoubtedly three of the best episodes of the entire show and stretched them out to say that like the season as a whole is just as good as six or seven because six or seven for my money right now are a lot more because con- seven a was, lot more consistent seven was solid. yeah a lot more consistent and a lot more just like all killer, no filler every week. Not to say there was no filler, but just like, you know, it, it was, I'm finding them to be more consistent quicker than this season. This season has had its good moments, but they've been fewer and further between. So far.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. All right, what well, the listeners have to say about
1: it? All right, let's see. Rodney C says, I must say, I think Corday got the most interesting plots that feature her just being a doctor. I do kind of sympathize with the woman watching over Corday. While annoying, she was just doing her job. At Sof says, I made a I made the conscious decision to not rant about Nicole as a character here. But just nope, no thank you. Luca, you're a good boy and trying to help someone you probably see parts of yourself in, but you're being a little too nice. And might I add, if she has to be here, someone needed to train her better. Susan and Carter at Yoga was great, but I wish he just had an actual female friendship instead of trying to eventually sleep with everyone. He and Jing Mei's current friendship was so sweet and endearing most of the time. I want more of that. And Rachel. Oh Rachel, Rachel, Rachel. I saw this and the next ep or so as as kind of the peak el- I saw this in the next episode as kind of the peak of Elizabeth's stress and finally reaching a breaking point. I really don't blame her for freaking out. I would have too. And shall I make another conscious decision not to rant about slash hate on Carter too bad for his conversation with Abby at the pier or wherever they are, Riverwalk? But, sir, Carter, you are the worst. He basically gaslights her and then says he'll settle. Ugh. This plus the previous pier conversation, Daniel, it was like you were speaking my thoughts into existence on the pod. I'll never understand why the writers thought, Car- thought Carby was a better idea. And gosh dang it, Mark Green. And at the full-time dad, for some reason, this has become one of my favorite comfort watches. Maybe it's Stanley, as I have an affinity for these one or two off med students who really look like they fit on the team, him more than any since George Henry, only to be- only to dissolve into the ether. Or maybe it's Carter and Susan's cute yoga scene, or maybe I'm just a sucker for a good hair on fire score by a friend of the show, Marty Davich. He uncorks a masterpiece to pace the men- meningococcus scene. Or perhaps it's Mark Green reminding us what an amazing life partner he is when comforting and understandably distraught Elizabeth Daniels' face is killing me. His that's a lot speech is one of the finest moments that we never talk about. But there's a lot in this episode to love that balances out some of the things I'm not a fan of fan of, such as that awful Carter and Abby scene at the episode's closing. Really, Carter? Settle? And really, Abby? You broke up with Luca because Carter gave you an ultimatum. When? And for the record, the season 7 finale was nowhere close to an ultimatum. Or Rachel Green being the absolute spawn of Satan. Or Julie Delpy's character being as- an Julie Delpy's character being as annoying and out of place as a Trekkie at a Star Wars convention. And of course, we now see the conflict that will set Peter on his course to depart County General. I'm surprised he didn't put hands on new Roger when he brought up Carla's dirty little secret. Oh, Carla, what a mess you've left us. And, I really love the ending. Sometimes after a bunch of chaos, a save and a poignant moment is the perfect way to wash it all down. S&D isn't a perfect episode, and it's busy, but sometimes a good mess is good for the soul, says this observer. Damn it, Aaron. You're too good at this. Damn it. We talk for an hour and a half about what Aaron sums up in, like, two paragraphs. I hate it. It's not fair.
0: Sarah. Um, I'm going to put aside our normal little outro this week, um, just because... Some some I've had some stuff going on in my personal life my my final remaining grandparent is on her is in the final part of her life uh, and is oh, maybe might have been passed away by by this time. Um, but something that has come up that I just really want to stress to you folks is I know we talk a lot about communication and relationships and communication with family members and communication with hell even friends. One of the things that I think is the most important thing that you can do, I don't know, I'm sure I've talked about this before, but make sure that people closest to you know what you want to do when in a situation where you would have no more quality of life. Like, do you want to stay alive with the help of machines? Do you want to stay alive with the help of medicines? If you don't want that, you need to let the people closest to you know so that there's no confusion and that there's no just ambiguity about it. Um, there's been some weird levels of communication going on amongst my family and my grandma and her final wishes, and it's the whole complex situation. But
1: Those conversations are hard, especially because we all think it's never going to happen to us. But just, just even informally, let your family know. Yeah,
0: and... I would even advise go take the additional step of whatever hospital system is closest to you or whatever your medical provider you primarily see. Get some form of a statement written down and signed by someone at that facility.
1: Most providers can give you a basic one.
0: Yeah. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. Just saying, hey, if, there's, if I'm in a persistent vegetative state, I don't want life support anymore. Or it can be as simple as that. But it's very important so that you can have the end, of the end of your life that you want. And you can die with whatever level of dignity that you want to go out with. So that's all I have to say about that. Uh, thank you very much and we'll see you next week. <laughs>